Today's passage is 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verses 2 through 4. And this morning, I, I got my, my morning cup of coffee and sat down with my Bible and my journal and had my quiet time uh, starting with this passage. And as I started reading it, I couldn't help but think, oh, man, this, this paragraph really is reiterating a lot of stuff that we have talked about repeatedly as we've been studying 2 Corinthians and started to feel like, oh, the same message again. Folks are going to feel like this is getting redundant. But obviously, I know God's Word is God-breathed, it's all profitable, and if it's repeated in here, then we need to repeat it here during the daily devotions as well. But as I was praying through it just for myself, something new stood out to me, and uh, so I'm excited to share this, this new angle with you that, that I noticed Paul adds as he goes into this paragraph in 2 Corinthians chapter 7. So I'm going to pray for us, and then we'll read it together, and I'll share this, uh, this kind of new angle to what he's been talking about with you. Let me pray for us. Father, thank you so much for gathering us virtually from all around the, the Charlotte, North Carolina area, and even all around the world with our New Zealand friends and I pray that you would please speak to us through your word now and transform us by the renewal of our mind. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. So our passage today, 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verses 2 through 4, and I'll go ahead and read the whole thing. Paul says, Make room in your hearts for us. We have wronged no one. We have corrupted no one. We have taken advantage of no one. I do not say this to condemn you, for I said before that you are in our hearts to die together and to live together. I am acting with great boldness toward you. I have great pride in you. I am filled with comfort. In all our affliction, I am overflowing with joy. So that's the paragraph before us. You can see why, if you've been a part of these every day, why this uh, has a lot of, repeats a lot of themes that we've already been touching on quite a bit but what stood out to me this morning and, and the, the thought I want to leave you with today is just that first sentence, make room in your hearts for us. He doesn't say, listen to us. He doesn't say, respect us. He doesn't say, admire us. He doesn't say, acknowledge us and all the hard work that we've been doing. He doesn't say, obey us. Uh, although there may be other places and times that he does say those things right here, that's not his concern. He doesn't even say, make progress already toward the kingdom. And he doesn't say, make room in your minds for our teaching. And he doesn't say, make room in your schedules for what we're asking you to do. And he doesn't say, make room in your wallets to fund our ministry. His concern right here in this section of the letter is, make room in your hearts for us. In other words, Love us the way we, we love you. What's important to Paul and Timothy here for these Christians in Corinth with whom they've had so much difficulty and conflict and struggle is the relationship. What they want is unity with these believers. More than getting their organizational structure right and more than getting them on track their concern is they want their Christian bond of fellowship and unity and relationship to be intact. It really points back to the passage that Ron Thomas shared with us 
on Tuesday, back in verses 11 through 13 of chapter 6, where he said, We have spoken freely to you, Corinthians. Our heart is wide open. You are not restricted by us, but you are restricted in your own affections. In return, I speak as to children, widen your heart also. Paul's saying, our hearts are wide open to you guys. We have you tattooed on our hearts by Jesus Christ. We love you. We're giving ourselves for you. And what we want to see in you is the same kind of open-hearted love toward us. And he's saying, the reason you're not responding and welcoming open love toward us is because your hearts are restricted. They're too narrow. And that's why here in our passage, verse 2, he's asking them to make room in their hearts for them, for Paul and Timothy and their ministry to them. It makes me think of when we had to ratchet up from a Ford Taurus to a Toyota Sienna, from a sedan to a minivan. We had to do that because we had a third child. We were getting along okay with one child in a sedan, but when we had the fourth to get both the car seats in and all the the tools and equipment you have to have for young children, it was just too cramped. And in order to accommodate this new person in our life, we had to expand our vehicle. Paul's saying, you guys are just all restricted for some reason, and, and you need to expand your capacity for love and embrace us into that. Embrace us into your hearts and love us the way we're loving you. So for us, in responding to this passage, I think it's appropriate to ask this question of ourselves. Are there people that we have locked out? Is there anyone that you have locked out of your heart that you've just not made room for in your heart for some reason? There's no room for you in here for me to embrace you and love you the way the Bible teaches me to love you. I want to remind you that Jesus taught his disciples. He said, I'm going to give you a new command And it is that you love one another the way I've loved you. That's what's going to set you apart from the world. It's not how excellent your ministries look. It's not how world-class your... um, It's not how world-class your facilities are or your website or anything like that. It's how you love one another that's going to identify you. Um, And 1 John... God teaches in the Bible that if you do not have love for your brothers, then you must not know the love of God. What? Did I make a mistake on how many kids I have? Ron and Dawn are giving me a hard time asking how many kids I have. I I must have slipped up when I was talking. I have two children. Did I say more than that? I'll have to go back and rewatch it. Uh, Paul said in his other letter to the Corinthians, 1 Corinthians, uh, without love, all my preaching would just be like a noisy gong and a clanging cymbal. It'd just be a bunch of racket. Uh, love is the first and foremost essential in our Christian relationships. So as you as your wheels are turning and you're thinking, well, is there anybody that I've locked out of my heart that I've not made room for in my heart? Uh, someone may come to mind and you may have locked them out because they've wronged you. And so you feel like it's legitimate to not love them. I just want to remind you of something Paul said a little earlier in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 8. Here's a section in which he's talking about troublemakers in the Corinthian church who had um, caused him pain and therefore estranged themselves from Paul's supporters in the Corinthian church. And he says, 
I beg you to reaffirm your love for him. He doesn't want them within the church to be broken apart by these things. Even though he was hurt by the individual, he still wants the individual to remain in the community of love within the church. Now, I do recognize that things can get complicated, and uh, you may still be able to love someone and even forgive them, but not necessarily trust them and make yourself vulnerable to them again if they have a pattern of ongoing unrepentant sin and or if they're not Christians at all. Um, that can complicate things. But in response to this passage, we do need to let God search our heart and show us if there's any way in which we have barred people from entry into our hearts. And it may not even be because they've wronged us. It might be because we feel like relationally we're maxed out and we can't handle any more relationships. Uh, I, as a, an introvert, I completely understand that. Um, but if God has brought someone into your life, he can give you the heart capacity to love them. He can help you to make room in your hearts for all of his people that he brings into your life. So uh, a little challenge I'll give you, a little exercise today. Take your church directory and just pray through it and, and pray for those people. It may not be that you have specifically blocked them from being in your heart the way Paul loves the Corinthians, but it might be that it's just sort of out of sight, out of mind, and you're, you're not remembering them in your prayers. You're not taking them into consideration as you go about your day. And as you pray through them in your directory, something may come to mind that might make you think you should get in touch with them. And I would encourage that. Give them a call, FaceTime so you can see each other, text them, send them a, a note in the mail. Uh, but get in touch. Open up your hearts to your brothers and sisters.